Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. All right, guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to hit a great golf shot from a downhill lie. Yes. Tricky. You can still hit a good shot Mm -hmm. from a downhill lie, but every golfer who's been faced with it knows how difficult it can be and the challenges that it presents. So we'll we'll talk about a couple different things that you can do with your setup, a couple different adjustments that you can make. Uh, really, Mike, it comes down to fundamentals like so many things in the game. Of course, of course. And this is a tricky one, man. This is the one we struggle with. I struggle with this one. Yeah, I think every golfer does. And, and the reality, though, is there's no golf course that's perfectly flat everywhere. Um, you know, we have to be able to adapt to different lies. So knowing this, it's going to just be one more thing in your toolbox. Uh, I don't care what level you're at. Even if you're one of our, you know, great scratch golfers who listen to the show, it's going to serve as a reminder, maybe even something you've got to add to the conversation. We always say this, we're not pros. We're not instructors. We're guys who are learning the game and then sharing that here on the show. So if you have some of your own things you want to contribute, like I said, the community, the golf is a community, which we're going to talk about more in a second, mm-hmm. is what we really value from this. So drop it in the comments, drop it in the Facebook group. Let us know your tips, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what you struggle with, what you want to hear us talk about on the podcast. I mean, this is a real niche topic. We're talking about just downhill lies, but we like to talk about a lot of different things that you might face out there because it only really takes that one tricky shot to, for to make a bad hole. Absolutely. You know, you get the dreaded something, blow up. That's it. You get something that's a, like in this case, a really tricky downhill lie that you just, you end up flubbing it. And now, you know, what quickly turns into a bogey turns into a triple bogey because you're recovering or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of little things that we're going to learn and we're going to try to work on getting better with. And this is going to be one of those. Um, but before we dive into it, one thing I want to talk about here, Mike, and I, I know normally we do our Twitter tap in in this segment, but this week we're going to take a quick pause from our Twitter tap in because we want to highlight the Facebook group. You guys probably have heard us talk about it here and there on the show, but this is consider this your formal invite. If you haven't already joined our podcast Facebook group, now is the time to do it. It's completely free. We're not trying to sell you on something here. We just, like I said, we really value the community and you guys who are in the group. I think, Mike, how many members do we have now? We're up to 3,300 guys. 3,300 members. And you guys are the ones that make the group great. But we really enjoy it because it's a place for us to continue the conversation in between episodes. It's also a place for us as we get some of the interviews and people who are coming on the show, we get to pose it to you guys. What are some of the questions you'd like to ask? Because we want to be that mouthpiece for you to ask the questions to these guests and these uh, whoever it may be, instructors or whatever. So that really is is a great thing. But not only that, we we love to call this the home of the Golficity Army because we like to look at us all as we're, we're all on the on the same team with the same mission, uh, trying to enjoy the game, improve at the game, and have fun with the game. And it's just like kind of a forum spot that we can all just kind of share those experiences and even those um, those uh, those highlights, some of those cool things with our kids. It, it's a cool place to share a lot of great things. And I see on and uh, off the course some really cool friendships being built here. No doubt about group. it. And that's one thing that is. I'm so impressed with this, how supportive the group has been, because there is a tendency 
online where people can kind of brag on each other and their swings and their scores and things like that. I've never seen anything in that group and we haven't really had to over moderate it. It's just like I said, it's just a great group that it's just been very supportive, very helpful. There's one thing I want to highlight here too, Mike. Uh, this is a story that I like to follow week in and week out. Um, so one of our members in the group, just scrolling through to see, find that there, it's Scott Dresden. So Scott, and, and this is another reason why I love the game, because no matter, he doesn't even post what they score. I mm-hmm. think that's not the point here. Scott has a running, um, what would you call it? Like a tradition going, right? Yeah. Where he and his father go out. The streak, he the calls streak, it. The streak, yes. They go out and they make sure to play at least one round together every single month. And here's the the kind of the catch. They're in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds easy, right? It sounds Just easy enough, right? They're in Wisconsin. And his streak, as of when we're recording this episode, is 58 straight months. Coming up on five years of playing around a golf with his father every once a month. Now, the tricky part is, again, Wisconsin. This year, they're getting hammered with hammered. snow. Yeah. So this is where I want to give a special shout out to everyone in the group because Scott posted in the group. He said, guys, I need a little bit of help here. We're trying to find a way that we can play in February before the month is out, but they're they're hammered with snow. And some of the responses are tremendous. People hopping in there and trying to find places within driving distance. And they're giving like local reports of, is there snow here? Is there snow there? Uh, there's one, we're still following this story, but tell us about this this one where they're trying to get them out on a, a, a like a private club. What, what is the deal here? Right. So one of the members, Michael Herr, he says, I may be able to make this happen. The company I work for permanently closed our executive course at the end of October, but I bet I can get you on there. I will check. Uh, how the snow cover is tomorrow. So, of course, Scott responds. He's all excited. He goes, can't wait. And then he writes back, Michael, this is the best part. This kind of gave me goosebumps. He goes, got a 90% approval for Saturday, about three inches of snow today, but it all should be melted by then. And you could see Scott, he's just ecstatic. He's like, that's awesome. All capital letters. You are the man. Where is this course located? Turns out the course is just like a, it's an hour and 40 minute drive, but still, you know, he's going to drive that to make it happen. So I'm curious to see if he makes it happen. I can't tell you how awesome this is and how much, like, month over month how much personal investment now i have in this streak i just want to see scott's post every month with that couple of pictures of him and his father just went out there and they played 100 this is what it's about you know what i mean we talk about instruction talk about getting better we talk about our own struggles with the game and getting better but getting better is just part of it if you listen to the show every week you know that we say all the time that it's really about enjoying the game where you're at and this is a perfect example of enjoying the game you know it's just you know, Scott and his father out there experiencing new golf courses, having fun, keeping the streak, which can be difficult at times to keep alive. And they're just out there doing it. They're creating memories. You just really can't beat it. But again, that's just one little example of the group. Again, you guys, it's it's our moment just to kind of re-highlight how great you guys are creating the group and posting your different experiences, different areas. We've had people from a more practical standpoint, posting and asking questions. Does this training aid work? What do you guys think about this, you know, program? Should I sign up for this or that? It's, it's been, it's been a very unbiased group in that way. Um, but it's not, been tremendous. and not only that, I mean, Kevin Sprecker's in the group, you know, you know, throw yeah. out a piece of instructional Kirk Adams in you the group. Tag you got fitness. Yeah. If you got fitness question, tag Kirk, uh, Gavin from shot scope is in the group. If you got a shot scope question, if you're a user of that tag him and ask him, it's just a great place to get a lot of stuff. And if you're looking to buy equipment and you just want some very, very fast feedback, throw it in the group and someone will answer you within seconds. Where else can you get access to this, this caliber 
of people in the golf industry. I mean, it's just tremendous. And there's just, of course, in there, just breaking up the monotony of the day, the laughs. I saw this uh, this thing that Eric uh, Paramek, I hope he's saying the last name right, posted the other day, and it's all of us, right? It's a picture of, it, it's a meme of, of Biden staring out the window, and it says, patiently waiting for your online golf purchases that you made five <laughs> yeah, minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. And I think about that. That's all of us this so time close. of year. You I know, know, we all are getting the itch, and we're starting to like, buy a few of the things that we yep. wanted and restock up or whatever it may be. And then impatience is at level 1 million. It's only going to get worse over the next four weeks. I, so. I did the other day. I had bought something and then I noticed on my phone, like the 10 tabs that were open were all the tracking number because mm-hmm. I wasn't closing them. <laughs> yeah. So each time I go in the email, I'm just retracking just retract. the shipment to see yep. like, is it on the way or whatever? So I feel you. But anyway, that was our moment just to kind of highlight that. If you're watching this on YouTube, we will link in the video description to the, uh, to the, um, what do you call it? To the, the Facebook uh, group, but it's easy enough to find. Just go on Facebook, just search, you know, Golficity, the golf podcast. You'll see our group, you know, pop up. It is free to join. And I think we want to set a little personal goal, Mike. We're at 3.3 thousand members, 3,300 members right now. I'd love to see that number be 5,000 by the end of 2021. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's make it happen, guys. And if you've got buddies who are, you know, like minded, like, enjoy the game yeah invite them to the group invite them to the group let's get that number up to 5,000 that big invite button's right at the top of the page guys and you know we like to do giveaways maybe what we'll do is we'll do a giveaway just specific for the group maybe we'll post something there in the group because we do post some exclusive stuff just in the group yeah let's do that so let's see if we can we can do that for everybody but like I said it's free no excuses let's do that and you guys will get first crack at meetups where we're going to be and all that stuff it's true that's, That's coming, coming back. That We're is. coming back. <laughs> Very soon. Okay. All right. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. And then I want to dive into this week's instructional topic where we're going to talk about hitting that downhill lie. And the first thing, of course, want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. Guys, the new Pro V1 and Pro V1X, they've been completely reimagined from core to cover. I've got one here in my hands. And I'll tell you what, can't wait to be gaming this all season long. Uh, so many just felt like they listened to our what we were looking for mm-hmm. the, the you guys know the pro v1 pro v1x premier golf balls in the game but they're not going to just sit and let them be the same year over year they're always working on getting better and they do that by listening to the golfers so it's got an all-new aerodynamic cover a casing layer core technologies it really provides you that longer distance the softer feel and the more green side control and i can't tell you how much as me personally i know Soft is kind of a personal preference thing. I like a little bit of a softer feel, especially in my short game. I was that was something that I was kind of getting from the AVX, and then I but I got better performance again. Just why I encourage doing a ball fitting, got a little bit better performance trajectory wise out of the Pro V1. Then this year, boom, there's the surprise. It's a little softer, feels a little bit more like the AVX with all the performance of the Pro V. Man. It's it's just next level for my game. Uh, so it's really total performance. And remember, that Pro V1X, that is has that low long game spin. It's a little bit of a higher trajectory. The Pro V1, it's a little bit more of a penetrating trajectory. Um, but again, that doesn't mean one is better across the board. It really depends on what you're looking for, how you're attacking your targets, how you're holding your greens. Go out there, test them, try them, get a sleeve of each. Um, but brand new dimple pattern. First time, Mike, in 10 years that they've changed their dimple pattern. Uh, if you guys saw yeah, our video remarkable. where we went through the, the touring, the uh, manufacturing plant, which is right in Massachusetts, you see how much work goes into that. So it's even something as making a change of the dimple pattern requires a huge investment. So trust me, Titleist is only going to do that if it's going to show those gains. And first new dimple pattern, love the ball flight on this thing. 
happy to you know really excited to have you guys get out there and give it a Dude, try golf can't come soon enough man i know you know when I you know. have all these new things coming out like that and also want to thank FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf they continue to com- their commitment to make everyday playable by offering golfers the best gear for staying dry standing up to the elements and keeping you comfortable and FootJoy, uh their newest um addition was this hydro series of the hydro series is this new hydro tour jacket that i'm wearing right now it's keeping me nice and warm in hq yeah, which is kind of cold today um the short sleeve just isn't cutting it right now so uh this is designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions wind rain snow yes if you're out there playing in snow guys it's it's waterproof we've tested it we've thrown a bucket of waters on me a bucket of uh, a bucket of oh, we've multiple buckets yes yeah, that's right we tried to get one right down the back we tried to go right down the back of the neck and you know what <laughs> it didn't even budge because they have this brand new double collar dry seal that utilizes this inner collar collar system keeps you dry and who wants to be wet during it's crazy about? it's kind of like gutters on a house and it's got these little holes there yeah that the inner layer catches the water and just flushes it right out there it is pretty wild it's smart they're smart, smart. i mean yeah. they're a smart company that's why they make the best <laughs> gear in golf so that's why they've been doing this so long exactly right? so guys yeah. check out the hydro series lineup of rain jackets including the dry joys waterproof technology you could see them all there at footjoy.com Lastly, I want to thank ShotScope. Talking, we've been talking rangefinder. You know we love our, our our V3 watches. However, we also love our rangefinders, which are new addition to the bag this year. You're going to see us pulling those out where we're doing um, our fun challenge videos on the range, trying to shoot some unique targets and things like that. Get this, 199 bucks. So if you're in the market for a new rangefinder this year, check the ShotScope out because it comes in both red and black dual optics. You can select red or black display. Uh, the colors of them are are blue and gray right frank they're blue and gray not blue and black blue and gray uh target lock vibration they've got adaptive slope technology which you can calculate the slope and you could turn it off to comply with tournament rules it's very very accurate i don't know how much more accurate you can get than 3.6 inches Mm -hmm. okay we're not pros so uh and the distance uh can be measured in both yards and meters we've put it in the bag can't wait to use it guys take a look out for the new shotsco pro l1 ranger finder you can buy it on their website now for 199 bucks Yeah, 199 i'm gonna say it right now best bang for your buck range finder there is out there all the features of a 300 to 400 range finder and a 200 price tag what do you want you know what more do you want than that here let me take this ball i'm gonna see if i can Just get in that hole over there uh, oh, oh not quite overshot <laughs> what do you say cooked it cooked he it cooked it overshot it a little bit yep. all right let's dive into this week's instructional topic and we want to talk about that downhill lie and the reality is most golf courses aren't perfectly flat and you and i mike man i'm just thinking back at some of the rounds we played last year how many different and especially here in this area yeah, we've playing around that you know new york new jersey area we played a lot of these um, there's so many amazing courses on both sides of the hudson but the geography the topography is it's, it's all over the place like very so we've everything from patriot hills to arcola which we had in this in this uh picture in this uh article um hudson national hudson national uh, what do you call it sleepy hollow you, you think of these places you think tremendous, yeah yeah elevation changes big time right mm-hmm. and you're going to end up with a ball that's going to lie end up on a kind of a downhill slope we're also going to get side hill uphill you're gonna get all those but we're going to focus today on these downhill lies um so we want to talk about how to set yourself up for success here because we don't want you to go and stand over this ball and and there's just so many ways that can go wrong. Um, but let's first do that. Let's first try to understand the challenge and what is it in particular that makes a downhill lie so t- difficult. And you're going to be faced with a lot of different downhill lies. You're going to have full swing downhill lies. You're going to have that dreaded, man, do I hate this shot, a downhill chip shot close to the green. Mm-hmm. Oof. 
That's you know, a tough one. This is that's the shot that I actually learned. Your father at West Hills, the first hole. You know, if you overshoot that green, you're yeah. on that slope. Oh, that's a, and I remember that's him coming over me. And you know how like you know throughout your the course of your your golfing career as an whatever you get these little nuggets and you keep them and you remember who told them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was your father who told us. Uh, my uncle, for you guys that know, Frank and I were cousins. He he said he talked to me about the shoulders matching your stance. Yes, and, and I know we're going to talk about that today, but that was the one that just stuck with me. So now every time I face this, I always remember that. But it's it's a brutal shot, man. Yeah, and I've learned a lot from him as well. And that, that's an example of somebody who self taught. Didn't he didn't do that many lessons? And I think if if he's had many as you can count on one hand lessons, but he's been playing the game for thirty five years or so. And playing three, four times a week, you know, it's just that experience and just kind of, there's two ways to learn something. You know, you can learn it by being taught or you can learn it from experience. And he's a person who's just going through it and, mm-hmm. you know, just having that intuitive mind to think about it, he kind of realized what we're going to talk about here. But let's talk about why it's hard. And and the, the most simplified way to kind of explain that is as your club head is moving through the downswing and towards the ball, the tough part is the ground is also moving away. Yep. Right, because as that ground slopes down, it is moving away. So you really have to stay down through that shot to hit it solid. If you end up and you lift up a little bit before impact, you're going to catch it thin. And that's where I struggle oftentimes with those chip shots around the green, the downhill. If you really don't get down to it, you, you, the worst thing is, man, you catch that thin, and what happens? It skips all the way across that green. Yeah. This is what I said earlier about how when the score all of a sudden, boom, goes through the roof mm-hmm. really quick, you could be, you know, off the green on a par four and two and come out of there with a triple because that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think most common thing, if you're an amateur, you're thinking about this in your head. If you're in your car driving, you're thinking about a downhill lie. I mean, a lot of times we don't adjust our shoulders or, or adjust our body the right way. And we just decide to just be that straight stance. And like you said, now we're hitting with the bottom of the club, yeah. not turning it. And now we're sculling it. And that's what I was doing. I was always sculling those downhill chip shots. Yeah. So look, I think great instructors can simplify the game. And I think you guys hear us talk about Kevin Sprecher a lot because he's the instructor we've worked the most hands on with. He really simplifies it down to balance and rotation. And what we'll talk about more in a minute is what a downhill slope does is it changes your balance in relation to the ground. You need to adapt to that rather than fighting it. And, and we'll talk about that with leveling those shoulders out. You need to be able to go with it, go with that slope. So again, you can end up catching that ball thin very easily. You can also, as in, in that kind of like mindset of really trying to get down to it, you can catch it behind. You get you lean back a little bit, you hit behind the ball, then you catch it super fat and it's a real big mess. So the the issue here at hand really is dealing with keeping your balance so that you can make a clean strike even though that ground, as I said, is moving away from you. Um, so what can you do? Well, Balance. When balance comes in, we've talked about balance on the podcast before, and this is something that I've been working extensively on because I know that if I don't remind myself about making a controlled balance swing, oftentimes, I mean, it's just in our nature that, especially on longer shots, full swing shots, we just want to get as much swing speed as we can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if the, we've talked about recently in the rough, if the ball's in the rough, and I end up just swinging too hard. And the first thing that happens when you swing too hard is that you come off balance. And in that episode where we talked about not swinging too hard, we talked about the fact that it doesn't require too much of a change in impact to make 
a larger error. Like we're talking about moving that ball around on the face by just half a centimeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, when you are really off balance, it's very hard to deliver that club face to the ball accurately. So in these situations where you're on a little bit of a less steady footing, you need to know that the, the stakes are even higher for keeping your balance. And the harder and the more forceful you swing, the more difficult it's going to be to keep that balance. I mean, we see some guys on tour like Rory making these incredible swings out of some lies and some, it's just it's yeah. ridiculous. But Rory is, you know, the, the, you know, a perfect example of perfection when it comes to balance. He's able to keep his balance. Not all of us can do that. Right. So by just simply identifying the challenge and swinging a little bit more, I don't want to call it soft, but a little bit more controlled in those instances, you're going to find that you, your success rate of making solid contact with the ball is going to go up. Yeah, no, it makes sense. This, this first tip, the first step we're about to do here though, I'm looking at it, the title. Yeah. The, sh- the, the slope, the slope. Yeah. I'm sorry. The actually, I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I just want to say, but so ultimately guys, just remind yourself, turn down that effort just a little bit, make a little bit more of a softer controlled swing when you're in these situations. Now, remember if you're going to swing softer, what's going to happen? The ball's not going to travel as far, make adjustments. We always say this, you, you really got to play smart golf out there. You got to, we talked and we'll talk more and more about this course management, making adjustments. One big part of that is saying, if I'm going to swing a little bit less hard, who's someone knocking on our door? Eh, maybe it's UPS. Anyway, <laughs> talk about earlier waiting for our golf products to arrive. Right. So what you're going to want to do is as you're, you're going to, you obviously you're going to put less into it. Just use a little bit more club. Yeah, that's it. Right. So if you say, okay, I got a downhill lie that I'm faced with here and you see the, the pros when they're working through this with their caddies, they're really making these fine tuning decisions and talking it through. But if you say, all right, I got a downhill lie, I got to swing a little bit slower, a little bit more control, it might just be the difference of instead of swinging a seven, hit an eight iron. I mean, right. hit, hit an eight mm-hmm. iron, hit a seven iron. Exactly. Right? So that's why we've got the tools that are in our bag. Right. You know, right. swing a little bit more club. So that would be the first one. But the second one is this tip that really- This is the one here, yeah. Yeah, you talked about. You want to you know, kind of tee that one up, talk about matching your shoulders to the slope? Right. So, you know, simply enough, I mean, if you're on that downhill, you want your shoulders to be level with the slope. You know, a lot of times, you know, we'll just kind of stand on a downhill upright, like a normal swing and not match it. And that can cause all kinds of problems. I'm sure you're probably going to maybe hit behind the ball or you could skull the ball like we talked about before. But matching it can kind of, I guess, I'm assuming, not knowing, just put you on plane or, or, or at least... The right address to the ball. 100%. And, and think about it, as just as human beings adapting to the ground that we're standing on, usually our first inclination is to make the changes needed to keep our head and shoulders kind of level, right? So if we're standing on a, a slow, slope, we might just adjust with our lower body, but we're still trying to keep our head and shoulders level. Well, in this case, we don't want to do that because we need to be able to swing the golf club. And if you think about swinging the golf club, I love the visualization of holding a, um, a hula hoop around your body, mm-hmm. right? And as you start to, to move in different directions, that hula hoop is going to bottom out in different spots, right? So by, by, moving and adjusting those shoulders. So think about it as a righty golfer, it's a downhill lie. What that means is that that left shoulder is going to come down and you're really matching that slope, which by the way, we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, there's a great visual from golf.com on this that I want you guys to be able to take a look at, um, because that will 
definitely help. And yeah, I'm loving this. thing. Yeah. We'll try to pop that up here if you're watching it on the video as well, but otherwise just go to the show notes. That's a reason to make sure download the golficity app so you can get those, but just lowering that a little bit is going to make sure that the bottom of your swing happens more in relation to this, this target that again, as that ground is moving away from you. And it's the same thing that, that, instructors have showed us. Uh, and it's what I've really put into place. Same thing with chips, those downhill chips. Now it almost feels a little bit awkward at first because like I said, natural inclination is just to adjust everything so that your head and shoulders are upright. If you were just talking to someone standing on a slope, right. But in this case, we're not doing that. We're trying to hit a golf shot. So you just want to make sure you adjust that, but that's only half the battle. The other half is what subconsciously kind of happens. You may start, and I still think a great setup is, is really at least half the battle. But what will happen is, and you can see, and if you can videotape yourself and get an idea of this, sometimes we'll start in that great position, but then as soon as we start our swing, we kind of fall into the trap of, of leveling out our shoulders in the backswing. Right. You have to make sure you hold on to that angle. So if you create that kind of that downward angle, you got to hold it as you make your backswing. Don't all of a sudden just start to level out because then that's when you're going to end up like that's a dipping and being behind the ball. So half the battle is aligning correctly. The other half is making sure that you stay with that. Stay but, with it. But mm -hmm. I think the, the easiest way to think about it is matching. I like that idea, matching the angle of the slope. So if you look at the slope of the ground, whatever that is, match that with your shoulders. And then simple enough, right? Yeah, exactly. It'll really help you to stay down and keep down to the ball as that ground is moving away from you and make that cleaner impact. Plus it goes back to point number one of swinging a little bit slower and more in controlled because now you're doing something that's a little bit less natural than a flat, you know, swing on a flat surface. So you need to be able to stay in control. It's harder to keep your balance in that, in that position. And it's going to be even harder when you swing. I'm just going to say it's going to be, it's going to be. It's going to be a lot harder if you're facing this downhill lie from a fairway that's 150 yards. You know, you catch a bad break, it rolls over, a, yeah. and then you're hitting it to the green versus a green side, I'm sure. Because now you're swinging a lot harder from that further distance. Yeah. So I got to think it's going to be a lot tougher. The harder you swing, the harder it's going to be keeping yep. your balance. But there's so much at stake. Like I said, if it's that green side, it's that chip, and you skull it, it can be a real disaster. Like if you're 150 yards out and you skull it, there's a chance it maybe just rolls up the fairway and you get lucky. Right. You know, but it's no matter what, you, you just got to make sure you get it right. And like I said, just kind of slowing down, team a little bit more controlled and keeping those shoulders down that'll make it just that much easier to do that and just focus on clean impact focus on clean impact and, and the third tip to that and how you focus on that clean impact something you've heard probably a million times keep your head it's down golf 101 right golf 101 keep your head down but the, the biggest thing that people mistake for keeping their head down is they keep their head they try to keep their head so still and steady the reality is that the, the head does need to move around a little bit as you make a good right. turn especially with a full swing so the reason we say keep your head down is because often it's it's reality it's the upper body and the shoulders that once they lift up again as the the ground is moving away from you it's the better and better the chances come of clipping it thin mm -hmm. so you have to stay down so sometimes just a reminder keep the head down we'll keep the shoulders and the body down and a great tip i've heard uh gary player say this one way to kind of do that he said it with putting because he said oftentimes amateur golfers when they're putting they kind of look up and at the at the hole too soon right. rather than staying down you need to stay down in, in, a, in a good putt too he's his tip was focus on one dimple on the ball 
or you could focus on just the logo on the ball, the number, whatever you can see. Focus on if you've got your initials or a dot that you've made. Oftentimes, that that focus on one little specific spot on the ball will kind of require you to keep your head down on it because you'll you'll break your focus if you look up or you shift your focus or move away. So to help keep your head down, just pick that specific spot on the ball, watch like it with that. your eyes, and it really it'll it'll help you kind of keeping keeping down. It's brilliant. Down is so important for a shot like this. Remember Gary Blair, brilliant tip. Yep. Hey, the guy knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. That reminds me of high school baseball coach used to write the the numbers on the ball and just say, yeah, "I'm going to pitch it to you. Tell me what number you hit." Wow. You know, because I thought that was a great because obviously you didn't see it. Right. But right. you tried to. But you tried. Kept your to. eye on the ball. Right. And we talked about this in a recent episode. He said it's so hard. It's the, ha- the swing happens so thick, thin, uh, so quickly that you can't really think of all these things. But if your focus is to try and think about them, you'll maintain your focus a little bit better. Yeah. So again, downhill lies. They can you can make a successful shot. It just requires those quick adaptations. So just kind of running back through them again. One swing a little bit more controlled. I've said this is a good exercise you can go through. Try some time to swing out of control. Because you got to know where your limits are. Swing as hard as you can, 120%, and realize what happens. You probably got way off balance. Now you realize what your limit is. And now you realize the correlation between swinging hard and balance. There are times to grip it and rip it, mm-hmm. and there are times to do a little bit more finesse. So understanding you're going to be in an awkward balanced position. It can be hard to maintain your balance. The best way to maintain your balance is to swing a little bit easier. So make the adaptation. Swing a little bit easier. Take a little bit more club especially if you're in the rough. You may need more more club anyway. Second thing is match those shoulders to the slope and maintain that match. Even when you start to make your backswing, maintain it. Don't come start making backswing and immediately lose it, right? So maintain that. And then the last thing would be keeping that head down, keeping the really keeping the body down by one little tip would be focusing on a specific spot on the ball. It'll help you stay there. Love it. Stay with it. I love three simple tips. Three tips. That's how I live my life. Yeah. Just a matter of just remembering them because often what happens when we're kicking ourselves is because like, I knew how to hit that shot and I didn't do it. That's where it comes down to just keeping your focus on the golf course. Yeah. It's brilliant. But it's a hard shot to practice because you don't get a lot of ranges with downhill lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where when you do end up with a d- downhill lie, consider it a teachable moment and try to recall this type of stuff and yeah. remember it. Um, but it, again, those few little changes, we're not talking about doing anything dramatic swing changes, a couple different changes to sweat up and a uh, setup and approach. Man, I'm having trouble talking today. I need to drink more of that coffee. <laughs> setup, you, you can make a real difference. Yeah, dude, you can. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to practice, practice, practice. That's it. So as you said earlier, if you have any suggestions, things that have worked, things you've struggled with, whatever. Let's continue the conversation. Drop them in the comments. Or as I said before, we really want to get you guys in there. Join the Facebook group. It is free to do so. And that's where we can continue the conversation. Uh, I've, it, we like I said, it really runs the gamut of who's in that group. We've got beginner golfers to instructors. So people will post things that they're struggling with. Other guys will jump in saying same, you know, following this post because I'm doing the same. Then we'll get some of our instructors who will jump in, try this. Or, or some of the guys who are not instructors, but they said, I did this or I found this tip online. It worked for me. Man, I can't tell you how supportive the group is. So let's grow it. Let's get everybody in there. It's just another resource. It's a free resource that'll make us all better. We'll enjoy the game more. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. That's everything we have for you guys this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week.